Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Raleen Marks, a very good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. You know what they say, Howard? Uh-huh. You hurt the ones you love the most. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. You've, you've reframed it for me very, very nicely. But no, not getting a lo- lot of love out there. And especially because I, I tweeted last night, Rolene, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, that every after Hamas rejects a two-month ceasefire offered by Israel in return for the hostages, I, I tweeted last night that every single death, every single civilian death from now on for the next two months is is at the is it's is at the door of Hamas. Not that it isn't anyway, because it all started on October seventh. But but even those maybe who take a longer time to catch up in understanding the situation, surely even they would see this. Well, I think uh, what we are dealing here with here are the masters of manipulation. They've got uh, everybody with half a brain cell, and I say half a brain cell because when you do interview protesters and you ask which river, uh, which scene, nobody knows what you're talking about, uh, but they're all chanting that genocidal chant. Um, all these people that are demanding a ceasefire seem to forget that Hamas is the one that rejects uh, ceasefires and, and, and pauses. So we, we're dealing with the arch hypocrites, the arch manipulators, and uh, of course, arch terrorists. Yeah, it, it's just remarkable because it's a very, very clearly a case of choosing not to see it. If you're choosing to see Israel as the genocidal uh, party in this uh, conflict, it really is a choice that you're making because you can't not. I mean, Hamas are not pretending; they're manipulating people, but they're not pretending. Hmm. They're still exactly. they're, they're still carrying on the way they they want to. Hamas's entire political strategy is based on manipulation. For them, it's all about the numbers. We've heard those leaders of Hamas speaking, not on Western television, but on Arabic television, where they say, we are prepared to sacrifice millions of our citizens, uh, just as was done in Afghanistan and, um, and, and Russia. But I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, because it is so important that we understand this, especially in South Africa, uh, who has brought that ludicrous uh, case of genocide against Israel at the International Court of Justice. Genocide is not about numbers. Genocide is about intentions. And from the Israeli side, you do not commit genocide by doing everything that you possibly can beyond what is required of you in the Geneva Convention to save civilian lives to the point that we are paying with some of our finest sons. Uh, And again, we don't have independently verified uh, details about the civilian death toll. All we have are numbers that Hamas is pumping out. And if you believe a genocidal, maniacal gang of rapists and, and murderers, uh, then you know maybe you need to check your moral compass. So remember, this is Hamas. We said that the Al Ali Hospital had been hit by 
uh, Israeli airstrikes killing 500 people within half an hour. I mean, Howard, they are the fastest counters mm, in history. Mm, mm. When it turns Must out have had that a fast he, working abacus there because. Uh, unbelievable, mm. unbelievable. Though, you know, they can swing those fingers faster than you and I can, uh, can even blink. Uh, and yet we, we found out that it was the parking lot that was hit by a errant Palestinian Islamic Jihad rocket and maybe two dozen people uh, were killed uh, as a result. So Hamas just churn out that number because they know that it is very, very emotive for people and people don't stop to think and don't stop to learn. And I'm going to ask people to do something really outrageous and revolutionary, and that is to to read things. No, you know, not oh, stop it! Stop it, Raleen. You're asking. <laughs> I mean, that's just unreasonable. Pull yourself completely together. Completely unreasonable. Mm. Completely unreasonable. Not get your news from TikTok and, and Facebook. I hear so many teenagers, you know, clutching uh, their pearls in, in, in disgrace. Mm. But actually, read things, and you will learn. Because Hamas takes advantage of the fact that people are not sophisticated when it comes to these things. And people will buy anything that they see on social media. You're being conned, people. You're being conned. Absolutely. But actually read. And genocide is about intention. And only one party in this war has uh, intentions of genocide. And it is not Israel. So how does this impact? I, I just keep thinking of the ICJ. And one of the things that they've been asked is for interim relief to demand a pause, an immediate pause, so that uh, uh, to try and resolve the situation, asking Israel for a, a, a ceasefire uh, at, uh, you know, to, to prevent further deaths. This has to impact on their ruling that Israel offers a two-month ceasefire in exchange for hostages, again, not unreasonable. They're civilians, they're people that have been ripped from their homes in, uh, on the Israeli side of the border. Uh, how could the ICJ possibly demand now for interim relief that Israel must pause the fighting? It doesn't make any sense because they've offered to do that. It doesn't make any sense. And, you know, this will be the decider if the ICJ has judges that are going to make decisions based on political leanings of their countries or if they're going to have judges that respect the law and look at the evidence uh, and look at everything that is presented before them. What is also interesting is that we have had for the last couple of days a delegation of uh, chief prosecutors and attorneys from countries that have civilians um, that are either being held hostage by Hamas or were killed by Hamas. Another very interesting development on that case this morning is 210 U.S. lawmakers uh, slamming South Africa's case at the ICJ, calling it absolutely defamatory. So the onus is going to be on these uh, 15 to 17 judges if they sit and they look at the evidence presented before them. And I think, uh, and I'm not just saying this because I'm Israeli, but the Israeli side did the superior job in actually presenting fact uh, and not basing their case on uh, emotion. And uh, or, or whether or not they are di completely dictated to by their political leanings. Yeah, it's uh, that's it is going to be fascinating to see. Has there been any has there been any further information uh, provided by the IDF on the terrible tragedy that saw so many soldiers lo lose their lives? 
It is absolutely horrific. Yesterday was probably one of the hardest days that I can remember in the history here in Israel. As I have been saying, um, the loss of one soldier is agony. And to lose um, such a, a volume of soldiers in one day is beyond more than uh, we can bear. And the funerals, watching the funerals last night was absolute agony, agony for all of us. So uh, Herzi Halevi is the uh, chief of staff and he has demanded an immediate investigation into uh, what happened yesterday, what we believe so far, and I'm going to read to you from um, the preliminary investigation. He says, according to the investigation, forces in the field prepared mines in the area near orchards in order to, to demolish houses near the border. Now, these are houses that uh, were part of uh, terror infrastructure. He goes on, at this point, a Hamas terrorist squad emerged from the orchards and fired RPG, that's rocket-propelled grenades, uh, missiles at the buildings, which immediately collapsed as a result of the mines placed there. The force in the nearby tank detected the hit to the house, but the squad had time to fire another anti-tank missile at it, which caused the death of two more soldiers. The members of the squad who apparently operated from a range of tens of meters managed to escape. So that's what we have as a preliminary um, uh, finding. Hamas, of course, have claimed responsibility for the, uh, for the death of 21 soldiers, but it is going to be investigated. And I know that some people have said, why didn't Israel use their uh, fighter planes, uh, you know, I think what we have to understand is that this is urban warfare mm. in a very, very, very dense area, the likes of which, unless you fight it physically yourself, none of us can understand. And there is obviously a reason, probably because of civilians in the surrounding areas, that Israel did not decide to, to just uh, willy-nilly uh, fire on anything. Absolutely, Raleen Marks. That is where we leave it. We cross to Raleen Marks every morning at 6.35 for our first Israel report.